Hello, upstairs, mezzanine to your left. Welcome, row D, seat 14, straight down to the right. Honey, these are great seats. Program? Places, everyone. Places, please. Welcome to Between Acts, an immersive audio experience. Here, we set the stage for your imagination to freely venture through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies, and everything in between. Today, Between Acts proudly presents... This Blasted War. Patrolman Sane happens upon a derelict ship floating above Naya 5, but the mission takes a dark turn when Sane and his companion make a horrifying discovery. So please, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. LNAF Planetary Control to Space Patrol Craft 072G. Do you read me, Sane? Control, this is Sane. How are you, Dora? Good. Next up on the schedule is Planetary System Naya. Reference number 7534, Planet 5. Looks like another exciting big ball of nothing. It's a big quadrant, Sane. Somebody has to patrol all these planets to watch out for an alien invasion. Yeah, alien invasion. I'm lucky if a plant is growing on one of these rocks. Now, now. Computer, approaching system 7534, planet 5 called Naya 5. Registering 7534-5. Mission code 25447534-5. Locking into standard orbit. Begin scanning. Scanning. Atmosphere. Oxygen. Nitrogen, carbon dioxide, and unidentifiable contaminants. Turbulent weather patterns over entire planet. No life signs. Naya 5 was a farming planet long ago, wasn't it? I believe so. Uh, the Nyans were the only known inhabitants of the whole system, and they're long gone now. Computer, any data? 125 years ago, the Nyans fumigated this planet to prepare it for agricultural purposes. Historic records state that Naya 5 was infested by insects deemed harmful to planned megafarms. I guess their plan didn't work out. There's nothing here now. Fumigation was completed, but the project was abandoned when planet Naya 8 was found more suitable for farming. The atmosphere must be reconstituting itself after all these years. That would explain the violent weather. It's an extremely volatile storm pattern. There are lightning strikes all across the planet. Alert! Detecting a large object aloft, approximately two kilometers above the planet's surface. What? Down there? What size? Approximate length, 30 meters. Width, 21 meters. Height, 150 meters. What could that be? Oh, maybe it's an alien probe. Easy now, Sane. It could be. I'm, I'm going down there and have a look at it. Right, but use caution. This planet is supposed to be uninhabited, and who knows where this thing came from. Okay, I'm making my descent through the upper atmosphere. Object is four kilometers away. Engine cutoff sequence commencing. Hard to see in this storm. Engines, full stop. Prepare tractor beam to get hold of it. One kilometer. 
Scanning initiated. It's coming through the clouds now. Some sort of ship, really big. Looks like it was once ornately decorated, but it's now fallen apart. It has many decks, and I see a, a long mast that extends beneath its main hull. It doesn't sound like an alien probe. No. Computer, what's the vessel's composition? The structure is composed of metal, wood, and planet-based material. Now reading biological material. A humanoid presence is there, but not living. It sounds like a corpse is on board, Sane. Yes, it does. Right. We're boarding it. Computer, transfer to transport pack. I finally have a reason to use that thing. I recommend calling in another patrol ship for backup. Negative. It's a, it's a corpse. If it were alive, that would be another matter. And it's the big moment you've been waiting for. After three years of looking at rocks and plants, you bet. Okay, I've got the transport pack on. Computer, open hatch. Flying down to the top deck of the vessel now. Woo! Maintain professionalism, patrolman. Ago. 
Insufficient data to determine cause. Uh, there's a there's a book under his hand there. Maybe a ship's log or a diary. I'll just slip the book out from under his hand and oh, one of his fingers came off with it. Yeah. Computer, please scan this. Can you read it? Yes, it is a personal diary. I suppose we should start at the end and maybe find out what went on here. The last entry is dated 3 August 1895 and reads, No hope left. The end of all. Mates all gone. Food all gone. Should have jumped with them. Can't jump now. Still can't throw myself into the pit of hell below. Sounds like he starved or something. His shipmates committed suicide. But they weren't from this planet. This planet was uninhabited. How did they get here? Computer, read from the beginning. This diary is the personal property of Lieutenant Mal Healy Melton, ABF, while stationed aboard Her Majesty's Aeroboyant Quintilian. So this is the body of Lieutenant Melton, and this ship was called an Aeroboyant. Computer, any record of Aeroboyance in the system? Negative. How the hell did that ship get there? Computer, continue reading. 1 October, 1894. It's an absolute disaster. Disaster? I have to look my best tonight for the annual Quintilian Cotillion. And here my hair oil has run out. I'm meeting a shipmate Lucky there. Maybe he'll have some. Hello? Lucky, come, sit here. Had a ball? No, thank you. I'll probably be dancing with some doll later, and I don't want to puke on my uniform. Lucky, do you have any Mikasa oil on you? Nope. I have a bit of scotch on me. That'll get you oiled, eh? Eh? <laughs> you started the booze a little early. Better pace yourself if you're meeting a door later. I'm imbibing while I can. We'll probably be seeing action soon. What with that new mystery ship over New Orange? How in the hell did you hear of it? We just learned about it in a staff meeting this morning. That's a military secret, I'll have you know. Military secret. <laughs> Mao is a mile wide and hovering over one of the world's biggest cities. Looks like a big giant horseshoe from what I hear. Secret, ha! I, I know, I know. God, what in hell could it be? Whatever it is, you can bet your ass it's not from this world. You know, Mao, I must admit, I've been having thoughts. Disturbing thoughts. This could be something from God himself. As a judgment. Well, let's not jump to conclusions, Lucky. 
For now, it is a military secret, and we will treat it as such. And I'm out of haddock balls, so let us repair to the buffet. Right. Onward. Horseshoe-shaped vessel a mile wide. Sane, that sounds like one of those old Nyan ships. Mal and Lucky didn't seem to have a clue who the Nyans were, or what those ships were. Computer, read on. 21 October, 1894. The huge ships have increased in number. At least 10 have been sighted in different spots around the world. That figures. 2 November, 1894. Horrors. The invading ships have launched an attack. They emit a green light that obliterates all matter beneath them. Cities are ablaze around the world. My God. 7 December, 7 December 1894. All ships of the Aeroboyan fleet are now armed and battling the fiends. We'll kick the Heinies back to wherever they came from. Be assured. Of course you will. Let's skip ahead. 20 March, 1895. How long can this blasted war go on? We fight valiantly, but to no avail. Our guns do nothing. Our bombs are useless. Their ships ignore us and go on about their business, wiping out all life below. The huge invaders show no harm from our constant pounding. So Mal here and his people, they flew around in these primitive vessels, these these aerobuoyants, and were suddenly invaded by ships of far superior technology. Then the invaders attacked, and the route was on. Do you think they were native to this world, Dara? It appears so, but but there's no record of any habitation on Naya 5. I'm wondering, does this have any connection to the Nyan fumigation project? Continue. 13 May, 1895. Ten of us were able to launch Quintilian just before St. Constant Air Station was destroyed. But can we keep the ship flying with a skeleton crew? And where to fly? What's the point? A last desperate escape. That would explain why this ship is off on its own. Move toward the end of the book, computer. 9 June, 1895. Floating helplessly now. I try to buoy the men's hopes, but they've resigned themselves. They walk the decks like ghosts. Poor souls. 27 June, 1895. Five of our mates have jumped off the ship to the deaths already. As for the rest of us, we have resolved to die together as brothers. Lucky, myself, Corey, James, and Bernard will leave a testimonial of our fate and then jump off. Over the side and down. May God receive us. Oh. 
Maggie Askins, sergeant in the service of Her Majesty's Erevoyant, the beautiful Quintillion, being of sound. Well, I freely take my own life, along with my shipmates, uh, Amen. Did you get that mail? Yes. It's all written down here. Our documented resolution. I'll leave it in this satchel right here on deck, where it can be easily found. One more nip of courage. And now, gentlemen, Without further eloquence, let us join our dearly departed loved ones down below. Now, as senior officer, do you want to make the count? Uh, no. The honor is yours, Lucky. Very well then. One. Two. I can't! I, I can't! Lucky! I can't! Mal! Jump! You liar! Mal didn't jump. 28 June, 1895. Well, I'm writing this now, aren't I? We counted to three and over they went, but not me. Not this coward. My arms locked. I watched them tumble into the red clouds. I watched as my closest shipmate, Lucky, looked up at me and pointed. He was calling me a liar. He was calling me a coward. He was calling me what I am. How awful. He just sat on that ship, wasting away, hating himself. Not true, Mal. Dara, I'm gonna take off the transport pack. I have to do something. I'll contact you in a moment. What? Zane, I don't think that's a good idea. Come on, Mal. I'm taking you out to the edge and dropping you. I'm returning your body to the world. Your arms locked because you didn't give up. You didn't jump because you weren't ready to be a ghost yet. Goodbye, Mal Melton. Be at peace. Seven two G to control. Dara, are you there? Here, Zane. Everything okay there? Yes. I'm coming back to control and to make a full report. It's curious. Your computer scanned the whole diary, and there is no mention of the insects the Nyans wanted to destroy. No mention of the Nyans communicating with these people at all. No. No, the Nyans saw no need to communicate with them. Why would they? Dara, 
Mal, his shipmates, and all the people of this planet, they were the insects. This Blasted War was produced by Missing Link, written by Ben Small, directed by Hal Schild, edited and mixed by Janice Rivera, additional sound design by Hal Schild, performed by Bella Pansiaco as Dara, Adam Newland as Sane, Charlene Sloan as Computer, Kirk Lambert as Mal Melton, Sean G. Byers as Lucky Haskins. Between Acts is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company that is dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers Bobby and Mike Carducci. If you want to learn how to craft cocktails from a pro, then the Designated Drinker Show is for you. Here you meet interesting folks, enjoy boozy banter, and learn how to craft cocktails from a master. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Subscribe, download, and review the shows. Your review helps our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.